the self-esteem party podcast i'm your host alana johnson and back with me like he's never been before is producer <laughs> slash husband slash roommate norm who said norm we've missed you have you missed me too Hi. within the house how are you it's great to be back is it uh how much how much time did i miss <laughs> two episodes norm i've been really? devastated the crowd stopped listening has anyone um messaged saying that they missed me no oh okay <laughs> <laughs> the people are furious, Norm. They've right. spoken and they want you back, and here we are delivering. I'm back. It's been a busy, busy, busy time of year. It's making me sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're uh, it's the we're recording this in the evening, and yet here I am with a coffee once again. This is how busy he is. He has to have his mornings at night. <laughs> <laughs> but Norm, you're wrapping up. Wrapping up. We can see the end. Yep, yep. Super close. Feels good. And there was about two or three weeks there where I was really on a hot streak. Oh, yeah. You had a good, but that's when you were the most unavailable. Right. Big because, was, well, your big news, your big time. And we're nobody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and by we, I mean too. just the listeners. I'm fine. There was a lot of travel uh, as well. Off you go on a plane and back again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling, Norm Scale, 1 to 10 in terms of your self esteem? I feel pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. It, was, it was pretty low yesterday, but... Um, yeah, rough day yesterday, Yeah, just like that. Yesterday. But then you wake up and it's fine. It is fine, yeah. You know, that's the problem with the podcast. I'm the, a perfectionist, the good in, that's my problem. That is, well, that's your problem. The yeah. problem with the podcast is you don't know what day you're going to catch somebody on. Right, So right. sometimes it's a problem because they might not be feeling their best and then they've recorded like that and mm-hmm. they're stressed out. That's why we do the after party on the Patreon where they come back. And they can reevaluate. And they can reevaluate. Sure. Uh but that's the good part about the podcast because when you catch somebody on a streak and on a roll and oh in a boy. good mood, hello, yeah. hello, how nice to experience that with them. Yeah, it's what's, what's difficult about that is there, you know, there isn't time to really relish in it when it's happening this fast, mm-hmm. but um, you do know that you're riding a kind of a wave, you know what I mean? Do you think being a perfectionist is why you want to do this podcast because it's <laughs> perfect? <laughs> <laughs> No. Far um, from it, my God. No, I... Uh, no, yeah. you are a perfectionist. That's true, yeah. And it it affects your self-esteem in mm. that you hold yourself to an impossible standard, so right. you're setting yourself up for the perception of failure, when meanwhile, to everybody else, for the most part, something's mm-hmm. a success. Right. Not always. We can't be... We can't nail it every single time. It's hard to predict. Hard to predict, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm having the same experience. I uh, recently was called for jury duty. Oh, right. I see the letter on and, the desk. Uh, it's right on here. the desk. <laughs> and uh, because I'm a perfectionist, I want to be the best juror I can. Right. And um, I think I'm just going to go in there and announce right away that he's guilty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get in there and go, he's guilty. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, just when they interview you about. For the interview, jury, yeah. Yeah, just be like, I think men are guilty. Oh, isn't that the way in? Yeah. (laughs) I hope I get picked. If I get picked, please know this. I will be discussing the case actively while it's happening. (laughs) What are they going to do? Listen to the fucking podcast? Come on now. (laughs) Imagine. LA County. But for real, if you work for the law and listen to the podcast, don't rat me out. Also, like, if you're committing a crime right now and you could be going to court... 
Yeah. Just remember that you could be the juror. Guys, imagine if your life is in my hands. That's an actual nightmare. Yeah, too much. Because you know what I'm saying, take him all the way. To jail. <laughs> yeah. Take, to prison, take them, Take them halfway to jail. <laughs> yeah, they were already in jail, now prison. Nor am I saying we get to it. Who's is the, who's the guest? Yeah, what, here's the thing about the guest. What's happening with the show? I'm so... Has there been any changes? No. I'm so ahead on recordings. That's oh. the thing. So I got really ahead on recordings. I believe in this one, we do talk about January, and it will be coming out on the last day of January. So that's perfect. Okay. Uh, but I've been ahead on recordings, and people are coming. You're missing them like ships in the night. They mm. have been coming in while you've been in your office working. I've had people oh. in and out without you seeing them. I see. But I think you might have seen this Men. one. <laughs> right to jail. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this is someone I do believe you met and you guys got to chat for a bit. Okay. Everybody. What's with the big mystery? Yes. Please help me welcome my guest and potentially Norm's friend, Steve Slaga. Oh, yes. Right after this break. It's a self-esteem party. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's a self-esteem party. Steve. Hello. Welcome finally to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. It's happened, 2023. You know what? This was always our year. Yeah. New year, <laughs> new me. New year, new you. Well, here's the thing. Let's mm-hmm. get right into that. Yeah, okay. Okay, so here's the thing. I have been saying, in terms of self-esteem, I have been saying my number has been affected by a slow start yeah. to the year. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, mm-hmm. are you feeling anything the same? Are you coming in cruising high today? Where have I caught you? Well, I'm going to admit something, which is that I cheated a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? This I is cheated. a first. I cheated. Oh I, I've, I've listened to the pod. I know the question. And so I was fully like spending my morning being like, I'm going in with a nine. Oh I'm going God. to... I'm going to be nice to myself today. I'm going to be productive this morning. I'm going to get things done so that I can go in at a nine. Oh my God, you snake and in the grass. I know, I know. Cancel me. Cancel wow, me. Canceled. End of episode. Oh Gosh. my God. So yeah, so I, I don't know, like, I don't know how long that nine will last. Okay. But I made a promise to myself to feel at a nine today. And sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. Oh, sometimes. Hello, every day. (laughs) Uh, I got to say, I 100% accept it. It can be a choice. Yeah. It can be like just Mm -hmm. something that you're like, we're going to make today a great day. Here are all the go-tos. Now, you said an important one that I relate to more than anything is getting things done. Yes. Oh, my God. You've got Can it. You just, mm-hmm. This is the slow start. I'm pointing to everybody outside for some <laughs> reason, but I am pointing outside. I'm blaming society yeah. for starters, but I have been feeling a bit of a slog. I know it's the rain, but I have been feeling a slog yeah. in terms of gearing up. Well, it's also, you know, 
the weather and January is the dead of winter. Oh my god! And we're in Los Angeles complaining. Are, so imagine are, yeah. everyone else. Are we done yet? So like, what are we doing? Starting our new year yes. and trying to have a fresh start when like that shouldn't New Year's shouldn't it be spring? Shouldn't April be when we're all going to come out of hibernation? I couldn't agree more. And and start anew. But instead, we're trying to like why? Because it's January. Because because that's yeah. what the calendar says. Yeah, it's the dead of winter. I should be thriving. Yeah. I should be thriving in my own way and mm-hmm. instead I'm feeling pressure because yep. it's a new year and I'm like, great, you can make this whatever you want. But I'm like, oh my God, it's like I have to make whatever I want all at once. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it feels like. It's everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. This is what it feels like. Hit movie. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your resolution? What are you going to do different? All that. And I it's mean, like, I've learned that the best thing to do in terms of resolutions is to try to not think about like, like if I try to be like, I'm going to stop doing something, uh-huh. forget it. If yeah. it's going to be something that's going to be a daily challenge, forget it. But if it's something that's just so simple, like I want to read more or like yeah. I'm going to see more movies or yeah. just like I'm going to I'm going to go out and, and see more live stuff. Yeah. Like something that like you enjoy. Like, But that sounds like yeah, all the, yeah. action mm-hmm. based, which is like, which I'm really enjoying hearing. As opposed to, yeah, as opposed to. The, the inaction, the like yeah. lessening of things. I'm yeah, not going to do this. exactly. Yeah. The like restriction. Mm-hmm. This one sounds like a, more of an abundance. Yeah. Like let's get more things in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, hot topic with my therapist. I'm yammering on about this at brunch today as well with some mm-hmm. pals. Boundaries. Yes. Let's get right into it. Right. And, and you're feeling out of nine. So this is the perfect time to talk about boundaries with oh, yeah. you. Because I have a few. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I laid down the law with you. I'm like, I'm sick of you. I'm sick yes. of the way you're acting since you got here. <laughs> You stole my free water. That's I'm done. True. You offered me water and I took it. That was the test. You didn't ask I, how much. I, 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 you didn't yeah, ask I didn't, how much. I did not, I did not offer to Venmo <laughs> you. You didn't offer to Venmo no. me anything. No. I've requested you. You've yet to check your phone. I have not checked my phone to Venmo you. I asked to use your restroom. That's I not free. I could have gone before I left the house. could have gone before you left yeah. the house. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I looked into your backyard. You didn't even ask me to. Yeah, you I didn't even ask if I could. ran to the back door. It was kind of really weird. And you were like, what is this? Yeah, it was it was my New Year's resolution is to not let such aggressive people in my life. <laughs> That's yeah. the boundary I'm setting with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. Okay, well now that we've said that, yeah, this is what my therapist told me because mm-hmm. we were talking about dry January, mm-hmm. common topic. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Or if not, then you're gearing up for dry February because you already broke dry January. There it is. Right. Yep. So it's like you're doing the bleed in, whatever it is, you're talking dry. Okay. Mm. And this is what she said to me. She goes, "Well, what's that setting you up for?" Right. Mm. So for example, one month of not drinking, is that teaching me moderation or just lowering my tolerance until I raise it back up the next month? You're you're absolutely right. What is that actually teaching me? Mm -hmm. I'm just ripping something out of my life, which maybe I need to. Maybe there's a big thing that's, or anybody, right? Maybe there's a thing where you're like, no, maybe this fully has to stop for an indefinite amount of time. Mm-hmm. But by me saying just one month, I'm like, all you have to do is make it through this, and then you can go buck wild again. Right. Yep. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. And if it was to lose the weight, which is a common goal people have, then mm-hmm. you know you're going to gain it all back, yeah. and then some. And there's more. There's more, a more well-rounded way to do that than just yes. cutting out alcohol. But no, yeah. that's, that's absolutely right. I. I I haven't even thought about that of just, yeah, if you just are like, I'm not going to do this for yeah. a, a, a month, then yeah, what are you? That's good. Well, what are the, ba- but so that's what she said. She goes, it doesn't teach you realistic boundaries. Yeah. So for example, it's like, 
am I, you know, a boundary is like maybe you can have a drink, but it needs to be in a social setting mm -hmm. as opposed to by yourself if that's something you're doing or yeah. at home sitting quietly, nothing's actually happening. Yeah. Um, that can be very isolating, maybe bring you down. Whereas one of them, if you do want to have a drink, you're like, okay, well, it's because I've left the house, I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. It's an event. Yeah. Right? Something like that. It's like... And you're you're kind of lessening, like, if you're in a dry January, just to withdraw, just to withdraw, and just to, like, withhold yourself, yeah. these, this thing, then, then you're going out with friends, and instead of having a nice time with friends and, and enjoying that one or two cocktails, yeah. you're kind of cheapening your experience. And, yeah. And, and, and I'm not... Yeah. And it, it's not... It's like... And if somebody doesn't drink to make this relatable uh, as well to you, um, it's like cutting out sugar for a month. Yeah. This is, it's like you can do this with anything. Coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've like tried look at sugar. the 30 I've for 30. I've tried it. I've done all that. Dude. Yeah. And, and okay, this is great. The, mm -hmm. So tell me for the cutting out sugar. What effects did it have on you throughout the month and then once that month ended? Oh, it, or, or that time period? I apologize if I made it seem like I made a whole month. On <laughs> 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 any and of the those. Truth is out. Oh my god, that's amazing! I apologize. It was it was <laughs> no sugar for like two weeks, and then it was no added sugar. Okay, and then it was just forget it. It was just it was forget, just forget it. it. Yeah. So we I think love maybe, sugar. Maybe I was ahead of of your therapist. Maybe subconsciously yeah. I was thinking, what's the end goal here? <laughs> I might as well just not have one. <laughs> you know, it's like we attempted, a, I, and I've tried to do the no sugar. I last mm -hmm. 30 seconds. Yeah. Much like on a dry January. Do you have a sweet tooth? Of a big sweet tooth. Me too. But it's like, much like at a dry January, why it's like I have impossible times lasting for this. It's too much pressure. I yeah. collapse under pressure. I got banned from having birthday parties. Here's mm. a high pressure situation at the age of 12 by my mom because. I don't know if you had this when you were a kid where it's like you got to invite the whole class or you got to invite all these people, whatever. And I would always invite friends that like maybe didn't get along and then they'd get in a fight and then I'd end up crying alone at the party because mm. it was too much pressure for the party to be good. I can relate to the like having friends that don't get along. Oh, okay, so what, what did it do to you? Like for me, it made me be like, it's all my fault. What have I done? Um, terrible yeah. self-esteem in that moment. Yeah, uh, for me, it was more of just... Con and I, I feel like I still have this residual from like high school, from like my uh -huh. girlfriend in high school. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. Um, <laughs> and then like, and then like, much like the sugar-free right? mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I looked at her and I was like, "What is the end goal here?" <laughs> uh, but so, uh, so. Good, but back to high school, it would make you oh, go yeah, back so there. I had, yeah. Like, my one of my best friends was uh was a girl and I was dating a girl and they did not get along. Oh and that's it bad. Always they always both of them kind of like put me in the middle. And I think I was partially responsible for like boundaries. Like yeah. maybe I because I was actually just thinking about this today for some reason because my high school girlfriend um just posted on Facebook like um but I, I was just remembering like Oh, after me, she immediately started dating a new guy in college, and good for them. It worked out. They were dating all through college. They're mm -hmm. married with kids now. Oh, wow. Have at it. She works corporate go. for players. Okay, so, guys. Yeah. I smell an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Do you need? Do you want any branding? Do you want I need see if some I can get branding. You some ad revenue for Claire? Yeah, I need a necklace in yeah. my name. Yeah. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. See we, what you can do. We don't speak, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and I feel like in that 
bled into college also because I was still trying to have these relationships with both of them in college. And I feel like I've always have this idea of like friends are separate. Like, okay, me too. Oh, my, my, my these people friends, they do not mix with my these people friends because, yeah. because friends don't always mix. And I've been burned. And so I just like, it's just wired in my DNA. Like, oh no, those are my so-and-so friends. I'm going, yeah. I'm going here with them. So I'm not going to invite this person. Can I just say how relieved I am to hear that? I recently had a conversation about this, about pockets of friends Mm -hmm. and the friend I was talking to about it. And I was saying it as casually as you are. She was like, what do you mean? So she was like, so when you have problems with this kind of stuff, you don't come to me, you go to this person. And I was Uh. like, yeah, but you know, it's because it's pockets. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was trying to explain it where mm-hmm. I was like, it's so I don't exhaust anybody. Yeah. So it's like, I have my comedy friends where I see you guys at shows. We have, it, you guys all come do the podcast. Mm-hmm. We have heart to hearts. It's a blast. Yeah. It's whatever. But then it's like, you have friends from your past or back home. It's like, they know a different side of you. Yeah. Maybe that side of you before you even knew you were a comedian. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or the idea, whatever, the development the of, of that. Like- combining it just fills me with oh my god i can't imagine or it's like work friends yeah are you gonna take me out to go be with your work friends it's kind of like how do you explain each other to each other exactly because there's also just you know like being comedians and being in the comedy community we love our bits we We love love our jokes and we can handle Mm -hmm. them and so you bring anybody from that world into like i don't know like your high school friends who all became accountants or something and it's just like because then I'm also wondering, do they want it? Like, I'm I'm worried about their comfort level. Yes. I'm worried about them getting along. I'm worried about all of that. And and it's I feel it it's I blame the the two first significant female relationships in my life. Really, I blame society. <laughs> I mean, besides my mom and sister. <laughs> yeah, no, your mom and sister out. <laughs> you never talk to them. <laughs> you were like, I got my own thing going on. Yeah. I got these two ladies yeah, fighting yeah. over me. I'm moving out. I've got two ladies <laughs> fighting over me. Out. Yeah, you really escalated Life's the situation. Life's going to be good. I've got it all figured out. Two I got a cute little studio. Mm-hmm. They each have a key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please send money because I don't make enough at the pretzel place. Wait, really? Like Wetzel? Uh, it was a Wetzel type. It was called <gasps> Twist and Shout Pretzels. How was it? Oh, it was a defining experience of my life. Along what? With, yeah. And also, um, to tie it into the theme, a really, really really big self-esteem boost also because so I I guess it started when my brother worked at Arby's when he was 14. Well, they have the meats. They, they have the meats. <laughs> well, Back then, it. I don't think they had as many meats. But oh, yeah. We worked at the yeah. mall Arby's and because it was one of the few places that hired you when you were under 16. And okay. our parents never like told us to go out and get jobs or anything like that. They never, uh, but it might be because we both started working when we were 14. But it was like, I want to get out of the house and I want money. I want to buy whatever I want. I started so, working when I was like 12. Yeah. Nannying. Like, yeah. Like, or not nannying, but like playing with the kids in the backyard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, we're gone for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. They left me alone with the children. <laughs> uh, uh, quick, come down here. We want to show you how to, how to reset the pilot on the heater just in case <laughs> okay cool i can't even reach it yeah <laughs> anyway sorry so he's yep. at the arby's so uh my brother's at arby's i really decided to start this at the very beginning but so i when i turned 14 it was like my turn to get a job okay. you know why not i wasn't really involved in a lot of extracurricular stuff i i did 
I think I did like, oh no, I had just quit marching band. So my schedule was wide open. Well, you got to rest those dogs. Thank you. I played <laughs> saxophone. Yeah, that's the, heavy. The amount of parades. It's too much. And concert bands. I know you're supposed to get 10,000 steps, but have we not gone too far here no, with I, the marching bands? Yeah. <laughs> I recently, and um, I'm sorry for so many tangents. Oh my God, I, I love it. I recently rewatched my high school marching band state finals performance. And? Because uh, it was on YouTube. Okay, well, first of all, we placed. Like, we we went, we passed regionals, districts, all that. We got to states. We placed. I want to say we were, like, second. Now we're talking. Maybe. Yeah. So, like, we were good. Yeah. Quote, unquote. It sounds terrible, and it looks like mush. Like it's oh, no! It just reminded me of, it, it, was, it was vibes of when you go see, like, a child's fifth grade vocal music concert. Yeah. And it's, oh, yep. For a bunch of 15 to 18-year-olds, running around on a football stadium playing instruments. Yep. We were the second best yeah. in the state. That doesn't mean it was... That means all, nothing that almost. Means nothing. And it says a lot about your state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We Michigan, were the best of the worst. Michigan. Uh, so my brother had a job. So I got a job when I was 14 at Twist and Shout Pretzels. And nobody else was under 16. Everybody else... Like, my mom came Did you interview well? Like, it was a good <laughs> interview? Um... Yes. Yes, it was a good interview. Because think about it, Steve. It has to be to hire a 14-year-old. Like, I that's mean, a big risk. I mean, you're right. And I had to hesitate there because I did have an interview for PacSun where I did work a couple years later, and it was a disastrous interview. We and you got the pin, job. Yeah, and we can put a pin in that. We're going to pin that. a disastrous interview. Okay, we're going to pin um, that. Mortifying, really. So I started working at Twist and Shout. I think the reason that the manager hired me was because... Um, because I was four, so the rules in Michigan, when you're underage, uh, I could only work three hours max on a weekday, seven hours max on a weekend. And I I want to say like 18 hours total. And so what I was brought in for was literally every day I got there after school, Monday through Friday, so that Maggie, the manager could just dip for three hours. Like she was there all morning, she was alone, she was hungry for her lunch break, and so I would come in and Maggie would leave and go smoke and have lunch and you know, have a mall walk and come back. So that was, and then I was also setting up for like the closing crew, but I couldn't work, oh, and I couldn't work past seven. What a dream. Job. So yeah. we're talking, you just logged a four to seven shift mm-hmm. and made bank mm-hmm. so some lady can have a sick. Yeah. And it, I want to say it was wow. $5.25 an hour. So okay. I want, like, we're not cruising. to brag, I was walking away with $15 plus dollars a day. That's a lot. Yeah. Back Come then, on, we have to yeah. admit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but so the self esteem comes in because everybody else, besides Maggie was like the adult manager and everyone else was a high school student, but they were all 16, 17. They partied, they drove, they went to colleges and drank. They smoked cigarettes and other things. Okay. This is not that kind of podcast. No, no, no. (laughs) Don't do bad things. And... They just took a liking to me. I was young. I was funny. I, I, they liked me. And so at, as at 14, they really, they wanted to corrupt me in terms yeah. of like, we want you, we want to take you to your first party. Oh my God. We they were your mentors. You they were my mentors. But so in school, I was always fine. I feel we maybe, I feel like I get a vibe similar to me from you of like, at the lunch in at lunchtime, I could basically sit at any table because I was yes. friends with everybody. Yep, it's weird. But we're, it was yeah. hard to find a table because I didn't feel like I 
fit at a specific Or table. if I did have a table, it would change year mm-hmm. to year, halfway through the year. Yep. Like, so it's like I'd fit for a second. Exactly. And then friend wouldn't fit friend, friend pockets. pockets. We had all the pockets. We exactly. don't have a table. We have so it's pockets. like a temporary. Everything yeah. was, t- it was like being a, a kid that grew up on army bases. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're moving all the time. You don't know when you're moving yeah. and all that kind of then stuff. Then you end up right? just sitting at the Christian kids table because they're all nice enough. Oh my God. <laughs> I did have for a year, a group of Christian friends. Yeah. They'll take you in. They'll take they you in. They really did. My mom was thrilled. She yeah. was like, finally, we've landed. <laughs> Sorry, Amal, not quite. Yeah. So kind of going from high school where, yeah. you know, I was not unpopular. I was yeah. sort of most sarcastic my senior year. So, I, you know, so people liked me. Yeah. But to have these cool, like, cigarette smoking, oh R-rated movies. I'm seeing, still that way, yeah. Steve. Yeah. It's like... There is the cool kids of LA, of the industry, of oh, whatever. Sure. And it's like, I'm not talking about like job related. I'm just talking about people, like not someone how you're like, oh, they can give me a job. That's not what I mean of like a social climber. Yeah. I'm talking like somebody that you're just like, wow, look at you go. You are yourself to the T. You don't care what anybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. You do cool projects. You're just like cruising through life right yeah. now. And then I'm like, when they're like, oh, you're funny. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Oh sure. my God. Yeah. That's how you get accepted. They tell you you're funny. Then, yeah. oh, let's have a drink or something. There right? you go. So maybe there's something to be said about so much of our self-esteem tied up in the opinions of people that we think are cooler than us. I think so. Maybe. I Listen, I know that affects me. Yeah. To this day, because I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't be at this party or I shouldn't go to this person's mm-hmm. house or like, oh, they don't want me here. And like, I present as a very confident person yeah. with high self-esteem, which I can have for sure i could be a nine sure but you put me in some social situation steve oh my god i'm the exact can i tell you please i had a joint birthday party with uh a ucb person yes and both of us very well you know lots of friends very well connected in that like time and place yeah and the party was in my own backyard and I was an hour late because I was just convinced, like, my birthday just happens to be the same time as his. That's why this is a double party. Like, nobody really cares if I'm there. Like, I'm really only, I'm really only, like, I'm, I'm going to their birthday party. Yep. I'm opening for his birthday. Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah. I, like, and, like, deep down, I know that's not true. Mm-hmm. And everybody there could tell me to my face it wasn't true, but, like, getting over that hump of getting there and not just laying in bed being like, look at our imaginations. Mm -hmm. Look what we're capable of. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, of course we're going to make huge assumptions and jump from point A to point D. Yeah. Like bypass the logic Mm -hmm. because that's what we're paid to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But then if it's in a negative headspace, like if it's in a positive headspace, you're like, I can do absolutely anything. And then you've got this grandiose and you're bringing that confidence to stage, to audition, to Mm -hmm. writer's rooms. Um, But if you do it for a negative where you're like, nobody wants me here. You're like, no, for real, nobody wants me here at my birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, And the joint party thing doesn't help. Because then, of course, now you've got, now you have what you think is your logic. Exactly. Where you're like, no, 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 see, it's this person, not me, of course. Yeah. And I've always, um, so for a long time, I guess I'm over it now because I'm an adult, but through high school and college and a little bit in the UCB early, like my early comedy improv Mm -hmm. days, I've always felt like I would attach myself to like a really 
funny, charismatic, cool person. Like my best friend, my senior year of high school and then freshman year of college, we lived uh, in the dorms uh, and we lived in a house together. Oh. And his name was Todd. And he was significantly more popular than me. So when he joined drama and did the school play and like we connected and hung out, I was just like, oh my God, like the cred I have right now. Like not only do the twist and shout people like think I'm cool, but also oh my God. I'm friends with Todd now. He's friends with the popular Steve, kids. this is huge. Yeah. And it, and, um, and then we went away to, we went to the same college together. We weren't, he had somebody else already going in as a roommate. So we lived in the same building, but not as roommates. But I remember we hung out. We went to all the same things together. We were in the same group together. And there would be times where, like, it was so obvious that Todd has the charisma. Okay. He has the energy. Like, some people just have that. Yep. Uh, and you're just drawn to them. And Todd had that. And so I always felt like I was in Todd's shadow. And I always felt like... And then and there were times where I knew I was in Todd's shadow. There One time, two girls asked me to get... We were, uh, we were all headed back to the dorms from a party. And okay. two girls asked me to get out of the car they were riding in so that Todd could ride with them. So, like, it was... There were real pieces of evidence. And you're used to two women fighting over you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, yeah, and fighting you fighting to get to Todd. Todd. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Wow. And so that kind of stuck with me. Then I went to... I, I transferred. I moved to Chicago. And then I had a, a roommate friend that I was... Uh, I felt like it just replicated the... Oh, my God. The Todd Again. Thing. Matt? Where's Matt? And then, you know... So that was, you know, when, when Drew and I started doing Medium Friends and, yep. like, doing comedy stuff together. That was something I had to really, like, be aware of and work on is, like, we are two separate people. We offer two different things. Yeah. And... Do you feel you, you did that? Because on the outside... From time to time. You, I think you did. <laughs> Thank you. On the outside, I know you got... I've seen you guys play a million times, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, like... I've seen you both separate as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I would never think of one of you and think of the other. Like when I asked you to do it, I wasn't yeah. like, oh, and then Drew can do it. Like, no, yeah. of, of course Drew can do it. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. it wasn't my first thought. And usually in pairings, you'll be like mm-hmm. this person and then this person, because yeah. that's how we always think. I think it's a little bit of selfishness on my part of like... okay. I think uh, it's self-preservation. It's self-preservation. And it's also, you know, when, when you're working and doing all these projects with somebody and they have other things going on, you know, early on, I thought I could rock it to the top. He could rock it to the top. And the other one, this will end. So I always thought, you know what? I've always got to have my own thing going on. I've always got to have like, what's something that's uniquely me that I can work on. So if this comes to an end, uh, you know, we're on a I think we're in like year six of our sabbatical. Uh, but, but like, you know, just knowing like this, I, I can't put everything in another person's basket again after oh, yeah. doing it so many times before. It was like, I can't, I've been down that road and I, I, I don't have the energy to Can't do bank again. on someone else. Yeah. Got to bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, yeah. I, I have been notoriously my whole life in partnerships, mm-hmm. always, um, Usually with women, mm-hmm. because um, because hey, guess what? Yeah. Why not? Let's all put on yeah. wigs of each other's hair. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> this is the only reason why. And I... women have more fun costume. Yeah, women have more fun costume, makeup, accessory choices. We're just wearing my regular clothes at this point and <laughs> popping off. Uh, but 
<laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of happened that way. I've definitely worked with a, a lot of people in the past, but um, the, those were usually the ones that lasted the longest because we would be best friends mm -hmm. as well, right? Yeah. That gets messy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I loved those duos that I worked in. I learned a lot. I, I realized I love bouncing ideas off of other people. Yeah. But there was always an end in sight. Yeah. No matter what. Because the bottom line is, is I was like, I have a better chance of getting paid as one than I do as two. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do as two. Yeah. You can develop something. You can sell something. You're both in it. You're this, you're that. And I was like, but for me, I was like, I can't just hope somebody's looking for two women. Right. I, I can't yeah. just hope that. Mm -hmm. I always know they'll be looking for one. Right. Always. Yeah. You know, they say you, know? you were born into this industry alone and you will leave this industry alone. Just... <laughs> Give me this. <laughs> Give me this connection here and now. <laughs> and then I will be gone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But no, you're totally right about having your own thing going. That is your voice. Mm -hmm. Because in a duo, a partnership, a relationship, you know, dating, all this yeah. kind of stuff, anything with somebody else, it is sometimes that challenge to not lose your voice in that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's so typical. It's like your friend starts dating somebody and all of a sudden they disappear. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like swallowed up into this relationship and it can sometimes be they're swallowed up into their partner's life or just that couple becomes a unit now Yeah. or something like that and, and not what always, you recognize. Yeah, like, yeah. Or, and they might marry someone who, who you don't even, maybe it's not that you don't like them, but you don't even really know them. And I've now had it's a couple like, of those. Excuse me. We have, we're like, yeah, I have a, a, one of my best friends from college got married and then yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like you're a different person now. And then they got, uh, got divorced and we hung out in Chicago and, you know, got drunk and like, broke into her apartment building's hot tub and like we're just like that sounded sexual it wasn't supposed to uh <laughs> but like we, we were just being like sure, young college wild. kids again and in my mind i'm like this like i like my emotion is valid but i don't know how to say that like i'm so happy you're divorced oh my god you're like, like i'm you're... so glad you're back yeah exactly yes yeah. i totally i have some friends same thing mm -hmm. of like either a breakup or a divorce or like whatever. Um, and, a, and a friendship too had friendships. Like yeah. people had that with me where they're like, I'm so glad you're not hanging out with this person anymore. Like, mm -hmm. um, again, any kind of pairing, but it's like, it's just so nice when you have somebody come back into your life and the core of them has not changed. Yeah. You're like, Oh, your hobbies change, your locations change, maybe mm -hmm. your job, whatever. But like your core, you're like, oh, it's still you. You're still there, yeah. And I never left, so I'm here with open arms. Let's do it. Like that's the thing. I'm not going to shut out anyone that shuts me out. Yeah. I'm here. So it's like if you need a break because you don't want to be near me because you know I don't like the person that you're with and whatever, and if we need to take a break, that's mm -hmm. fine. But I'm mm -hmm. like, these nasty relationships, I'm like, they either come to an end or you snap. Yeah. And you need someone to talk to, and I will be here. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll be waiting. And for all the friends listening, we're here. Yeah. But it has to be a joint call. Yes. So we both need to be on the line. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I don't know you. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it, we will be here. Right if here. Anyone's going to tell you who you are? It's me. Yeah, and we're not. I'm not. I'm not leaving until we get a call. <laughs> Actually, quite frankly, we are live. Yeah. <laughs> until we get a call, like Frazier, we're yeah. not leaving. And I am going to need to leave at some point because I've already been told I can't use the restroom again. <sighs> you use, you use, and you use. <laughs> <laughs> when does it end? <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> I even stuck into the lawn the the laundry room. I was like, wow. You did, going. and I and the laundry was going, and I thought, can we get away from the washer, please? Yeah, Anything like, can happen. There? This I'm is asking, a liability. What's in your washer? <laughs> What are all the items? Yeah. <laughs> Whose is this? Yeah. And then they dry next. Are we gonna go? Are you, or are, they, are we? Are you hanging these, or are you? Are you drying them? Need help? Oh, a lot of questions. Yeah, you need help. <laughs> I'm like, I guess. I'm great with sorting socks. It's very yeah. Zen. Everyone's like, how is the podcast? I'm like, oh, the recorder wasn't working, but we got a ton <laughs> of chores done. <laughs> oh, I wasn't recording the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we just had a great conversation, and then um, I uh, cleaned our ceiling. Steve, I have to be honest with you. At this rate, I am having a great conversation. I'd be thrilled if this wasn't recorded. I'd be like, finally, yeah. just us. Mm-hmm. Sick of everybody prying into oh our God. lives. Everybody wants to know what we're... Yeah, no, for real. Give can us you, a break. Can you actually uh, turn that off and not post it? <laughs> can this just be ours? I would. If this podcast <laughs> believes in anything, it's things being ours. <laughs> it's about self-care and self-preservation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Speaking okay. of, this just jarred. Yes. Jarred my memory. Wait. So you said mm-hmm. it was... It was High school cool into college cool, which was great. Then yeah. you kind of came into the comedy world. Yeah. Now, how did making the step of doing this thing that everybody liked you for, which was you being funny and sarcastic mm-hmm. and trying to make a professional go at that, how did did that where did you come in with bravado or were you like, what am I doing? Like, what was it? I think like of all the things I've ever felt self conscious about. Honestly, I think like one thing that might have helped was just developing a sense of humor from a very young age, mm-hmm, being a mm-hmm. middle child with an I'm older, a middle child. Right? Yes. Isn't it terrible? Yes, it's a nightmare. Um, I have an older brother and a younger sister, which I particularly hated because I felt like I was like the beta male. <laughs> and then I also had a baby sister who was, you know, the. You know, oh my God, of course. So my, my mom was always kind of, I felt, dealing with my brother because he just required more. Yeah. And my dad had, you know, daddy's little girl. Uh, so I was kind of in the middle and I feel like I built up a sense of humor and that's what I was known for in school. So I was really honing it. Yeah. And so one of the things I was never really, unco- I ne- I've never really doubted whether or not I was funny. Okay. Even like, and I've, and I've done groundlings. Um, but really anytime. I, for anyone who knows, they know. <laughs> uh, and anytime I like didn't pass a groundlings class or like cut from a Herald team or cut out of groundlings, like I've always just been like, well, that's, that's just them being wrong. Like I've never, for whatever reason, I've mm-hmm. never let that, that kind of affect me. So, uh, but what what I do struggle with to, you know, what I really was working on today to come in here at that nine, mm-hmm. horns blowing, maybe mm-hmm. even a 10. Woo! I was at a 10, but then the um, the pit bull across the street scared me and down to a nine. Oh God, in. I have one too. This yeah. is going to be a nightmare. Uh-oh. She's Uh-oh. cute though. No, the, these just, ones bar, these ones yeah. are scary. That one, it-, it They're like it, yard dogs. It's a yard, it yeah. jumped. I didn't know there was a dog there. Yeah, okay. And it jumped and so just like right away there's dog face barking. It's very, dog. Yeah, it's, it was, we, that's it why giant. we don't leave ours outside. And no, like and we'll be nine. out there yeah. with her, yeah. But anyways, yeah. go on. But it's when scary. yours gets here, hopefully I can go back up to a 10. Um, but so I, I you know I'm funny and I believe in what I do. Okay, so we believe in the raw talent. We believe in the raw talent. Okay. It's the just... You know, we're also in a town that's not, not, not that any of my successful friends are not deserving of, of course they are, but also it's not a town that's a meritocracy. So where I struggle Good way is of putting it. when other people, the, that I struggle with why am I not at this level or like okay. how, how have I not? And then 
the self-esteem drop kind of comes when it's like, I should be doing more. I didn't do this. I should have done this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not that what I'm doing isn't funny or good, but I shouldn't have done that. I should have done this. Why am I still working? How have I not finished this thing yet? So that's, that's where I get down on myself. And that's why I needed a productive morning so that I could spend the rest of the day being like, did it. Turn to the routine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I 100% relate with you. I also think I'm hilarious. That's never been the question. But the actions yeah. is what gets me and the dis- and then the disappointment that comes with the yes. reaction or lack thereof in mm-hmm. some cases. And um, it's not jealousy of other people. It's blame of me. Yeah. I'm like, no, they worked harder than me, so they have that and I'm trash. Exactly. Um, so it's like, that's why people ask about jealousy. I'm like, kind of not really because I'm too busy beating me up. It's I don't even inside. see yeah. them. You know inside. what I mean? Yeah. Bless. Enjoy the job. Exactly. But like, Great. sorry, I got to kick myself in the face here a couple more times before I can really talk to you about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Love you. Because like my friend's success is only like, you know, increasing my chance of success. Totally. As soon that. as I can clear the garbage and actually see that. Yeah. Right. But it's like, I'm totally with you where you're like, I either should have done more of this, less of this, mm-hmm. sent that email, whatever, or I'm not smart enough in the industry, like the business savvy, mm-hmm. whatever. And that is so ridiculous because not that we shouldn't push ourselves to work hard. Sure, in any right. industry, of course, push yourself to your best. Why not? See what you're capable of. But it's so out of our hands. One million. <laughs> like that One is why it's so ridiculous percent. because like yeah. it really is like out of our hands. Yeah. And we're like, I don't work hard enough, but you could just be too short. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's <laughs> such a, yeah, truly. Like uh, we said with self tapes, when they want to see a full body shot, is it to see if I've gained weight or not? Like, is that what it is? You want to know <laughs> if my shoes are too dirty? You don't yes. think that I know that I, oh, he must not be sick. His white sneakers are brown. He's, he hasn't made enough money acting for us to consider him. He doesn't yeah. even have new shoes. Mm-hmm. His, look at those shoes. And he's and those are the shoes he's choosing to show us. Oh, we loved this, but then yeah. Imagine the other shoes. Yeah, but it's so funny because truly, in terms of my own skill and talent, like I'll go see a movie with like an Oscar-winning performance and be like, I could probably do that if I had the opportunity. Uh, like I tr- <laughs> but then I get it. But then I'm down on myself, like. But I never will because I don't work hard to get those opportunities. Oh my god! I never will because I made I I was doing this when all these people who have like whose careers are like what I'm striving for now. Yeah. They've been they were working on this while I was you know I was doing improv and so and so was yeah. writing scripts. I'm such an idiot. And it's the anger that's building in you right mm-hmm. now saying that it's yeah. like it's not pity. I don't feel bad for myself. Where I'm like everyone gets everything but me. I go yeah. fuck you. That's right. why they get it because you suck. Mm-hmm. It's like rude and it's being rude yeah and it's it's crazy because it might have been an interview i might have read an interview with sarah paulson or i might be making this up completely i hope you're making it up (laughs) but like you don't stop evolving as a person Mm -hmm. or as an artist at any certain point so like the more we can like the more we feel any feelings or go do any things, it's all just building stuff up. So it's not like, oh, you didn't get in parties closed. You know, yeah. everybody's everybody's kind of got a, you know, it's like Harry Potter world at Universal. Everybody has a different return time. And oh. some people's return time has happened and some people haven't. And like, it doesn't matter if you're 
what you're doing while you wait yeah. isn't going to change it. You yeah. Know, you, there's no control in that. No. And all you can do is make choices in between that are like that satisfy you and your creativity and mm-hmm. you as a person. And it's like, like you said yeah. today, getting busy, staying busy, mm-hmm. doing everything that you can do. And you could have just sat and waited mm-hmm. or been like, I'm going to wait for the role to be offered yeah. on this federal holiday. I'm going to wait for yeah. the work role exactly. call for the call yeah. of a lifetime here. And then you get a 323 <laughs> phone number and you're like, oh my God, I've made it. And it's the dentist confirming your appointment. Not even. Mine's telemarketer. Oh, and no. it says on its spam risk, can I still pick it yeah, up? Yeah. So like, you know what? Because you never know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Could be... <laughs> Hollywood's calling. Oh my gosh. I didn't know. I didn't. Did I audition for anything recently? No. Oh my gosh. I'm a, and then it must be really prestigious. <laughs> Do you know what my problem is? I always think I have, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I always think a check's going to come out of nowhere in the mail. And it's like, I'm not, I have money. I'm fine. <laughs> but it's like, I'm always like, here comes that $60,000 check because of, oh, this thing that happened years ago. And now it's been Mm-hmm. fixed and yeah. oh they owed me $60,000 this whole time <laughs> or I'll be like that commercial I booked guess it aired and here yeah. comes all my residuals for the last yeah. two years but it's like no dude yeah. you, you've got to have you know you need to be realistic mm-hmm. um without being pessimistic yeah right and and it's it's tricky because it's also a level of you know you don't want to get in your head of like like, for example, I finished, uh, like, I, I wrote a sample script. I wrote, I wrote me a little pilot. I finished Good. in October. Um, Good for you. And I, I sent it to my manager, and he read it, and he called me. He was like, it's not my favorite. And I was just, immediately, was like, mine neither. I felt like this was what I was, I felt like this was the sample that was expected of me, like, from meetings I've had and, like, people I've talked to. Like, I felt like, you know, and I've mentioned that I was working on this project. So, like, I've lost any, I've. Weeks ago, I lost the desire to finish this, but I felt like, no, you said this was your next thing you were working on. You're halfway through it. Like, this is the thing you need to do. Yeah. And and then hating myself because I didn't, you know, two months earlier realize, no, this is not, you're not, you're, you're doing this as a chore instead of for the joy of it. Like, yeah. if you're not going to get paid, you might as well make things that are for the joy. Like, if you're, if you're trying to get your work out there for people to hire you to do what you do then you should be doing what you want to do, not what you think they want. And then you're in a spiral of, you know, I wasted all this time. Every time I do what I think somebody wants, mm-hmm. it backfires. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean every time. Yeah. I have, I, there are jobs I know I lost guarantee it because I did what somebody else wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Like did an audition and then got a no and it was like, you should do it this way. And I was like, oh, not in the room, like from the director. I just mean yeah. like from a rep or the person mm-hmm. helping you or whatever. And you're like, I really think it should be this way. Yeah. And then if it's like, no, this is what they want or this is how it has to be. This is what the note says. You're like, okay. And then I'm not saying to be unhinged and just do everything your way forever and right. always, yeah. but it's like, we've got to draw a line and be like, this is making me miserable. This is no joy in my life. Yeah. And for two months, you had that nagging feeling come on. That's Mm -hmm. like to sit down and write and get through it. I can't even believe you finished it. The amount of rewrites. And that's what I try to focus on is because I kept trying to make it work. I kept rewriting like page one and stuff like that. And so, and then I have a friend, a good friend, Kelly, she's a writer also. And I was like lamenting how I spent all this time and I sent it and I didn't even like it when I sent it. And then, and now my manager read it and he, and he's going to think I'm bad and and it took me forever to do this thing. And she's like, yeah, but 
on the opposite side of it, like you got it out of your system. Because otherwise, if I hadn't finished this and realized I didn't want to, you know, finish it, then I, it would always be like in the back of my mind, like, oh, I need to go back and do that. You know, so yeah. it's like you have to poop out your turds. That's, you that's know, what happened with that turn. That's what happened with me dating young buff guys. Mm-hmm. Had to get it out of my system. Except, there you go. Except I didn't. Uh oh. Hello, looking for opportunity. <laughs> remember, we are live. So and remember, in. we're live. So, guys, do call in mm-hmm. if you want to get with me. If you're a young buff guy, do call in, please. Yeah. If you can figure out how to use a phone. Yeah, in this day and age. In this Not day and just age. texting, actually yeah, call Yeah, you have in. to actually call in. Thanks. Wow, yeah. that's um, it's just really interesting the idea of what you just said of doing something for that long of a time that you don't want to do. I often think, what if I was in a job I genuinely hated mm-hmm. and had to do and did it for like 20 years? Yeah, I'm like, what, what would that do to me? I wonder long term because I'm lucky I've always done exactly what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. not in the way I've wanted to do it. And it has not been easier to the extent, you know what yeah. I mean? But I'm like, I've always pursued, right? Maybe that's the word. Yeah. Pursued the thing I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine just being in a job that I absolutely hate. I guess that's why people really, um, latch on to good workplace friends. Cause I think it can really make a job. Yeah. A, a grim job a lot better. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a part-time tour guide at Universal. Well, actually, I work in the office now. But, like, oh. we're all just, you know, kind of just, like, I almost feel like they're my war, like, veteran friends. Of yes! Like, we've hated this job together for so long. But does it make it a little more fun? Because oh, you guys yeah. all do it. because we all hate it. Yeah. There you go. So I'm imagine mm, having a job you hated and you hated everybody around you. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? Like I love doing comedy because everybody's so funny makes me laugh all the time even if yeah. there's a couple bad apples. But it's like, yeah, you can commiserate over how terrible something is. Yeah. I, of course you can. I've had jobs like, um, you know, just little gigs and stuff here and there that are maybe like a week or two weeks and you just can't wait for it to end because it's yes. just, not that there's anything wrong with anybody. You're just not vibing. It just doesn't gel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Like, look, you can have uh, coworkers that are like assholes and you're like, okay, this is too much. But other times you're just like, yeah, I just, we wouldn't be friends outside of this. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I just, you know, if I met you at a party, I probably wouldn't have stayed and talked to you for that long. And that's yeah. fine. It just sucks that we're together this many hours. Exactly. Like, it's, <laughs> it sucks that I see you more than my loved ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, oh man, yeah. this is me and a full-time job, Steve. Mm-hmm. No good. Yeah. Let me tell you this. No good. Yeah. I, uh, I'm just not meant to do it. I get it. I'm not meant to do it. I love a part-time lifestyle. Yeah. I just do. Do you feel though... Um, and multiple part-times. It can yeah. be working more hours I in a week. It. Uh-huh. That's where, I'm, that's where I'm at right now. And just yeah. little, little things all over the place. Do you ever just... I feel like in terms of the work of it, yes. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that of it. I yeah, love the work of it. The scheduling of it. Yes. And um, the, ba- yeah. the the life balance. The scheduling, the life balance. My, I start with a new therapist today. Isn't that <gasps> exciting? Okay. Uh, but one of the things I talked a lot with my old therapist about was just the anxiety I feel on a day-to-day because every day is different. Yes. Like, I don't want to be at the same place Monday through Friday, four days a week for 20 years, but I'd love if I could have the same schedule. I know. 
just I would love if all of my other things could be fit into Monday through Friday. Scheduling's like, really hard yeah. and really stressful. Mm-hmm. Every day's different. Every day's different, but how fun! Because what if it ends up being the best day? Exactly. That's so true. That's right? so true. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! What if? Yeah. And then you're like, this was an actual dream come true. Yeah. What if? Isn't it funny though? But that it's hard. Like, yeah, because my brain immediately goes to like what if it goes to like, oh, it's so stressful. Everything's different, but it's like, yeah, but also everything's different. Like every yeah. day is different. I mean, according to this tarot card behind me that I pulled, mm-hmm. um, this year's supposed to be about balance okay. for me, uh, which is something I'm not quite familiar with yeah. that the freelance lifestyle, yeah. a paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And some of them, can be really significant in your DNA, the mail, like, well, some of them can be my $60,000 checks I'm waiting for from something that happened six years ago that I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Um, some of it can be that and can be great. Some of it, not so much, but I'm like the, the balance of, I guess I can't control the work. So I'm like of the industry work, you can't always control that, but I'm like, I need to do something that has more consistent hours. I'm not even saying a job. I mean, even a class, something Mm -hmm. where it's like, this is scheduled, this has to be this way, and then you can schedule things around this. Yeah. Um, Something like that. And it's tough. Accountability. Because because I need somebody to tell me. Oh my God. I I have to be held. Like, I can't hold, I know exactly what you mean. I can't hold myself accountable to that. Like, I'll I'll try, I'll try to set a routine of like, you know what, every morning I get up this time, I'll, I'll walk to Bolt and I'll do my, oh no, now people know I live near a coffee shop called Bolt. Um, this is a nightmare. <laughs> we need... will not edit this out. <laughs> oh, no. But oh, like, no. Know, I'm like, I want to get Don't my worry. Routine. We stopped recording 15 minutes ago, oh, as perfect. you remember. Oh, great, great, great. <laughs> I, that's my favorite thing about your podcast is the ending is always so abrupt. It just ends mid-sentence. Well, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> then it cuts to you talking about, like, why you stopped. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. Go on, go on. But just, you, I don't have anybody to be like, I guess that's the shitty part of being an adult is I don't have anybody to be like, be here at this time. Like that's my job. Yes. And it's just so tough. Yes. And like, even with, you know, with writing a script or something, when I want to come up with, with something new or like create a sample, it's like, I wish like, say I'll have like a general and they'll be like, Oh, we really like that idea. You should mm-hmm. like develop that and come back with us. I wish they'd be like, you need to do that by February 2nd. Oh my God. Or we're not okay. interested anymore. Okay, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I have, I'm a, I'm a real morning person. I have a to-do list mm-hmm. of like, try to journal every day when you have your coffee, take out the dog, whatever, yeah. whatever. But I want to associate times and dates with things. Yes. It's why you see me with the podcast. I'm like meticulous of coming, circling back, being like, hey, what about this mm-hmm. day, this time? Here's this, this. Because I'm like, I need to start having accountability from... 10 to 2. Like, if I say I'm going to write, I'm like, great, what time? Mm -hmm. What time are you going to do the thing you, the big task? Like, you say you, okay, say you, (laughs) let's get back to New Year's resolutions for a second. Somebody wants to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Great, when? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, just tell me when. Yeah. I'm going to go to the gym. Great, what time? Set a time. And it's so tough because it's like then, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the gym at 10 o'clock this morning and then it's 9.30. Well, I could just go at noon and then it's noon. Well, you see, I could just get high, have lunch and go at four. Exactly. Um, and then away we go at and four. Then, and well, no, because then it's like, oh, it's going to be busy. I'm just going to have to go tomorrow. Uh, so you know, not even. I'm going to go first thing tomorrow morning, which is basically the same as going tonight. Yeah. If I go tonight at eight, it's the same as going at eight in the morning. There's no yep. difference. And then it's eight in the morning. It's like, well, that's so early. I might as well go at 10. And just... 
it's too easy. I'm it a procrastinator. Is. It's in my blood. My mom would make our Halloween costumes, which is adorable, but also we wouldn't they wouldn't be done until like heading out the door to trick or treat. Oh yeah. So like I can put something off for you wouldn't believe how long. Okay. It is. Okay. Yeah. And that's my challenge. Maybe yeah. that should be my resolution to stop procrastinating. That just seems so hard. I mean, you did show up five minutes late. That's true. But <laughs> you told me before that time. Mm-hmm. So you did give the proper heads up. I even left with time. Wow. But I mean, yeah. we don't have to say where you live again, but there's a bit of distance between us. So the it's problem like, is yeah, and that a... boulevard. I was taking the boulevard. Oh, copy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that is, that, um, that is something that that is something I have been, I have a long history of lateness i can i tell you you can change please yeah you can change i was late for everything mm-hmm. a learned behavior from my mother yes mm-hmm. i am blaming same i'm blaming same. i don't even care i hope she, she's banned from listening to the podcast i hope she makes an exception for this episode oh, so i can slap it in her face how good. much it's her fault yeah her fault was late to everything showing up here by hours sometimes mm-hmm. and then i don't know what it is I just got some sense slapped into me that was basically like, it's a waste of people's time. It's you telling them, I don't value your yes, time when you show important. up late. And mm-hmm. then that was the end of it for me. Yeah. Always on time. And that I, was it. Yeah. I, I'm maybe, maybe I will make that my resolution. My thing is what I've always, what I've, my defense has always been, see, the thing is what's genetically wired into my brain is that time is much more fluid than other people think it is. Other people think, well, I better leave 30 minutes before work every morning just to make sure I get there on time. Yeah, yes. And every morning before work, I, I leave at 15 minutes thinking that today will be the day that I get there on time. Exactly. Like, I will get there. Yeah. There, just, there won't be traffic. Okay, but here, traffic. let's talk self-care for a second here. Mm-hmm. Isn't that added stress you're putting on yourself? Oh like, God, does yes. that just not tear you to shreds? Yeah. Like, I had to start showing up places on time because I was mm-hmm. so stressed out and frazzled. And I was like, Elena, you fucking idiot in the car, screaming, banging, like all this stuff. So negative that when mm-hmm. I did show up at that place, I was miserable. Yeah. So it's like, for you, like, to uh, not do that to poor Steve, my friend an, Steve. Yeah. I got that on, I got on anti-anxiety medication instead of okay. switching, <laughs> instead of not being okay. Hey, I've done the meds game, why yeah. not? Just so, to, to yeah. nip one problem Ooh. that you could have just solved another way. I get too angry in the car. Well, I still need to leave with only five minutes. I'm going to take these car meds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just keep just, them in the car. Daddy needs his car candy. No, I am, um, I understand yeah. the, I mean, you, it's, you have to untrain. Mm-hmm. And retrain. And it's it's really not easy. Next time I see you, I'm going to be like, you're not going to believe this. I was on time to something. Okay. <laughs> Actually, Steve, perfect way to wrap up the podcast. You're right on time. Listen to this. I've got an invite for you, actually. Oh, wow. Not the next time I see you, because I hope to see you before before this offer, hot offer, career changing. We have a Patreon self-esteem party where we bring back our guests oh my after gosh. some time has passed to pick up where we left off and get the update of the things we talked about. So I would be honored to have you on in a couple of months or however much time has passed that you feel ready to come back and let's see if oh you my. made good on this. I have a reason. What do you think? You have, I'm so let's set a date. I have a reason. Yes, no, let's, let's set, set a date. I've got it. Okay, a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here we go. January 16th, 2024. That's great. This is is fantastic. Isn't this amazing? Because also what that means is like we're, because we started this being, isn't it funny that we started this being like, oh, 
be kind to yourself. Don't don't worry about like making January into this big like I'm gonna change my life. But this is <laughs> a life that's goal. True. This is, that's true. This it's is a not a January or a year goal. This is not a result. This is who you are because you said it is ingrained in you. So we're not talking about something that's like you're doing. It's like no, this is who you are now. Do you prefer? Recording on Mondays, did you want to do the 15th? Do MLK Day again? Or is do you want to just do full year of, of I'm the doing 16th? I'm, I'm going to do full year. Okay. Because what if you need that extra day? That's true. And guess what? This That's your holiday. Next year. Mm-hmm. You gave it to me this year. Next year, that's yours. And you know what? I can, can, I can, I can ease into it. You know? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start by being on time to work once. <laughs> ease in. I'm not saying it needs to be, oh, for a full year since we talked. But I just... And you can come back... And say, I didn't do it. And maybe that'll make you feel it a two or three. I don't know. That's true. But we should at least toss out yeah. a suggested date with a yeah. suggested no, action to follow. Perfect. I think so too. Because it could be another slow start as mm-hmm. we felt this year has been. And then maybe it's like halfway through. You're like, it fucking worked. And you know what? It just worked. And you know what? Fans having procrastination issues? Join along. Have, you know. Join in. Let's, let's make this the year of being on time. Here's what we're going to do for the fans as we wrap up. If you want to join Steve in his procrastinate, procrast, procrast, <laughs> I cannot say procrastination reset. <laughs> we're relearning. It's a mm-hmm. relearn. If you want to join in, tweet at self esteem party. And of course, we'll take you in this, Steve. Yeah. Tweet at self esteem party or Instagram comment us hashtag on time. Mm. What do you think? I love that. I okay. love I love being the face of a movement. You know what, Steve? Okay, this is perfect. And on and on MLK Day of all days. <laughs> came in at a nine how you feeling now we'll take anything i'm taking the 10 i'm taking taking the 10 10. i'm gonna be on time to stuff i start therapy today it's zoom but i will be there six on the dot and that's it let's shake on that shake on it all right everybody you heard it here steve thank you so much get ready to meet the dog yeah i'm so excited let's do it excuse you (laughs) believe in yourself